Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh my, I'm here at last. The best time always gonna be the best. Hey, looky here. It's the Pat and JT podcast. Pat and JT podcast. But what's super fun is knowing that we have Gary Saddlemeyer on our podcast. That's the that's the super fun part. This is the super fun part. I think now we're at what? Do you know what number we're at, Pat? Uh, Two forty four. Two forty four. That's your lucky number now. <laughs> yeah. My new lucky number. Yeah. So you do one every day or several a day, every or? single day. We do, and, and some days we do a couple, three. Kind of yeah. depends, uh, especially heading into the weekends. Uh, we'll try and yeah. do them, but sometimes we do. We we'll just do one every day. We, but yeah, every day for sure. There's been one that's ready to roll. That's cool. Yeah, yeah it's really fun. Is. It's a lot of fun. So yeah. since February 15th, new one every day, and we we <laughs> promise the first year there will be one every day, and then who knows what happens after that. See, we're, so. we're a four or five hour show. We don't push everything sure. we talked about together yeah. is about 45 minutes. Yep. So now we talked for a half hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to play that yeah. music and commercials <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. All right. So Gary Saddlemeyer on the show with us. This is a first. Hi. For us all the way around. Because it never would have happened because we were never at the same company. We couldn't have gone on your show. You couldn't no. have gone on our show. It just would have never happened. And we couldn't hear each other, really. No. Because yeah, uh, we're, we're on at the same time. Same time and yeah. I knew you guys had a great show, though. Oh, thank I mean, you. I, we, were, we would be always within a point or two of each other. Yeah. Uh, and the ratings when they came out, and I talked to so many people that loved you guys showing up. Known thank you for years, and so yes. this is a kick. Thank you for inviting absolutely. You. Yeah, this is this is going to be the fun part because we get to take the deep dive on Gary ah, Meyer. Careful, <laughs> be very careful. <laughs> so, I mean, everybody, by and large, if you're a Husker fan, if you're from Nebraska, if you're from Omaha, if you listen to AM radio at all, if you listen to any radio at all, you know who Gary Saddlemeyer is. That's probably that's probably a fair. Pretty good yeah. overview. If you hang well, around okay, long enough. Let yeah. me ask you this: Originally, where are you from? Minnesota. Wow. Grew and up on a farm. Really? Yeah. Okay. Central Minnesota, lakes country and farm country. and Beautiful. It's a great way to grow up. Small town, you know. Nice. And um, and I go back there maybe, try to get back once a year sometimes. Do twice. you still have family back there? Yeah, everybody pretty much. I have a nephew and his family in Washington State and a niece uh, in Wisconsin. Other than that, everybody's right back home. That's kind of So it's nice. fun to go back. Yeah. You know what else is cool? Um, the farm I grew up on is still in the family. It's a century farm up there. It was my, my grandfather, uh, started it in, I don't know, um, the early 1900s. Wow. And, and now my brother and his wife live there. So it's really cool to that go, is cool. be able to go back home. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Love that. That's great. Did you, okay. When you were in school, what did you do in high school? What, what Everything. That's the beauty yeah. of a small Isn't town. Isn't it though? Yeah. I mean, honestly, we, we just talked about that with uh, Sip yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah. talking about that, that small, he used to small town. He's from Columbus, uh, Waterloo, Ashland. So you was, guys are from metropolises compared right? to me. <laughs> so you have our, our town. Eagle Bend was 600. Oh, nice. Yeah. How many in your class? Three, 33. Oh. Jeez. How many in your class? Uh, I had 16 in my graduating 16. class. 16. Waterloo. It was 450 at the time. Yeah, population. Oh, that's right. Water. I was thinking yeah. of Wahoo. Yeah, yeah Waterloo. Waterloo. Yeah. Right. She's so the metropolis similar. of all yeah, of right? Yeah, okay. Ashland, you yeah. had what? 
We had sure. and like seventy eight. I think there were seventy eight yeah. or eighty in our yeah. class in our graduating That's a lot. class. Sure. So um, um, and right, <laughs> two hundred in the whole high school, which was only sophomore, junior, and senior. But we had two hundred in the whole high school. Yeah, yeah freshmen weren't over. Yeah, well, we our building yeah. was. Uh, were you K one building? 12. See, yeah. that's so it was a horse. Okay, the K Except through there 12. was no K when I came. I mean, that's how old I. There was no K. There is now. There was no K. <laughs> no, I started with the first grade. <laughs> I think my dad went to school in the same school I went to, and in the same oh, building, cool. the elementary school was K through twelve, and then that school became K through nine right. when I was there, and then they built the new school mm-hmm. in the mid seventies. Oh, okay. Is when they built that. But when they built the high school, they didn't have a cafeteria. I remember that when I was growing up because they used to have to cook everything at the yeah. one school and then haul it over oh, to wow. the high school for them. Yeah, we were all self-contained. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell you. But the one school, yeah, all the grades in one yeah. school, I understand that. And now what was yeah. neat, though, uh, I thought <clears throat> about growing up like that is you got to learn a little bit about a lot of things. I mean, we'd be in band, choir, football, basketball, baseball, FF, you name it. Exactly. You know, and um, and I just thought that was neat. And back then, this was in the 60s, uh, all of those small towns, there'd be a, a, a town about that size every five or ten miles. <laughs> uh, and they were all supported by the surrounding farm community. <clears throat> every farm family had a bunch of kids. Yeah. And so there was enough to support that town and the school district. We had 11-man football. Oh, awesome. Yeah, wow. because were, awesome. the population was enough. Yeah. And now, you know, it was kind of sad to see what happened uh, several years later. Um, I feel that way about some of the, like, the towns out western Nebraska. They paired that, up you know, with our arch rival. Oh, my God. God's sakes. Are you what? kidding? So when they consolidated schools. Yeah. So that would be like, okay, when uh, Waterloo, they, they teamed up with... Who we're, all to we become? Were, we were friends with Valley, so it was Waterloo and Valley came together to be oh, DC West. They're DC West. So that's DC West. Okay. Yes. Ashland Greenwood. Greenwood mm-hmm. merged in uh, junior high. Was when the kids from Greenwood would yeah. start coming, and the kids from Juan. They would bring the kids from Juan. It's starting in seventh grade, and the kids from Greenwood would come Juan. and start. Right. Juan is north of Ashland. What? I didn't even know that existed either. Juan? W-A-N-N. Is Juan is between Ashland and Memphis. Memphis is and north she's of Ashland. She's lying, Pat, isn't I know. she? Yeah. There's no, it there's sounds only, like a bunch of crap. The only thing in Juan is before. a church. And yeah. we used to go over there. We, we would go there every year for the bazaar, the church ah. bazaar, because everybody would have their homemade quilts, yeah. their homemade <laughs> foods, and, know, and she, stuff. And you Sounds go there. like she's full of crap. And I'm telling you the truth. Wow. I swear wow. to you. My buddy Doug Anderson grew up just down the street from the one. Yeah, from the church and one but there were kids from and doug was one of those kids from one that they weren't in school with us until they got into seventh grade and then they came to ashland man anybody else know where Juan is i'm just curious Uh, anybody out there help me out so yeah (laughs) is that like one of those towns like i don't know if you remember the waltons I got to a store, and that was about it hey the waltons are right up there i love the waltons not as much as little house on the prairie but the waltons were a little bit they were a little more modern than Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, they were a little bit. They were thir- in the 30s, the 30s Depression. Before, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Little House was in the 1800s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. But I, I, yeah. I do love Walnut small Creek. towns. So I know. I. Yes, absolutely. Cool. I, I almost feel bad for people that don't grow up in small towns. People that are that grow up in the city. That, I know. They don't get it. Like you said, ex- learn a little bit about everything. Yeah. But they just don't get experience small town life, being out in the country, learn how to drive on gravel yeah. roads, all that stuff. I thought, oh my God. Uh, I think there are advantages to both, Pat, in a way. <clears throat> like my late wife grew up here. Mm-hmm. She's an Omaha girl her whole life. Uh, and it was re- really interesting, I think, for both of us to see the different perspectives. How did you guys meet? Um, well. <laughs> I want to hear that story. Um, 
small town or small town boy and, I, and big yeah. city girl. I had been country mouse, city mouse. What happened? I had been dispossessed <laughs> by my first wife. Oh, kicked out. You know, okay. Doing the divorce trek. This was back in '86, uh, and then uh, that following of several months lives in the winter of '87. Um, I was doing afternoons then on KFAB and uh, had become friends with uh, a lady that started working there in the continuity department, and she was working late one night, and she she said, let's go to dinner. Okay. Remember Noah's? It's now a, a sports bar just up, just north of Dodge 114, DJ's Dugout. Oh, yeah. That was several things. At the time, it was a, kind of a sit-down restaurant, so we went there. It was a, like a January or February night. And we're leaving, walking out of the parking lot. I said, I'll see you tomorrow. I said, let's go have a drink. I said, no, I just want to go. I said, let, just, we'll just have one. I said, no, I really want. She said, I'd go if you wanted to. <laughs> Fine. Oh, man. Fine. Where do you want to go? Great move. <laughs> How about the Savoy? The Savoy is now to Fernando's. Okay. They're at 114. Um, fine. That was close by. So we went over there and the night manager, and it was a nice, uh, uh, restaurant bar nightclub. The night manager, um, was Roseanne. And it turned out that she and my friend had been friends for years. So here's the twist and she of the story. Ah. Yeah. And she introduced us and, um, and we just sat there. It, it wasn't busy by that time of the night. We just sat there and talked and the next thing you know, they're closing the place, and we're still sitting there talking. And I remember thinking to myself while we're talking, you know. <laughs> you how, know do I get, how do I lose this I might one? survive this divorce thing after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really. So now these yeah. two are friends. Yeah, they'd known each other for years. Was this a plot? Or no, no, it wasn't. It backfired on, I, on I know for date. a fact that it wasn't. So it backfired it was a on the date. Coincidence. Yeah. So, so, no, this wasn't a date. The, the, my, well, my so she, she, went to she dinner, did, no, wasn't that, like interested uh, in, in Gary Saddlemeyer and her deeper level? Your friend at the at the radio station? No. Okay. She I don't just think wanted so. to go We out. really she just hung out. She, she was just and we're mad because you were no fun to go have a drink. Yeah. Well, we just... I know people like that. You're like, come on. you would. I would have a drink if you wanted me to. Yeah. So come with yeah. me. Okay, I get that. That's a good deal. Yeah, it's a good um, thing you went. I don't know. I guess we just never connected or thought of it that way. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, so so she knew Roseanne for years. And would your paths with Roseanne probably would not have I don't have think. Crossed. I don't think so. Wow, Isn't that's that inc- that is incredible right. how that stuff happens. I don't happens. think so. And that's, we, wow. Uh, now, let me ask you this, too. Go back to a second. Got married said, a couple years later. Hmm? Well, thank goodness. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm so sorry for your loss, too. Um, oh, thank you. Um, absolutely. But I... Um, you you've always have you always worked at KFAB? <laughs> Seems like it. <laughs> I'm not I'm well, not I'm not trying to say God it's been a in this long business time. that's but a good I mean, thing that's an you, incredible thing to say at the same you, station for so right? long. Did you start in radio in Minnesota? No, I um, started at KRGI in Grand Island. Really? That was my first radio job, and that's an interesting story. Although it's kind of inside baseball. Um, left college after two years, I was impatient. Okay, <clears throat> went to Concordia up in Moorhead, Minnesota, uh, left college, got married, enrolled at Brown Institute in Minneapolis, which was okay. a radio, a tech school, Broadcasting basically. School, but it was a way school. to get in. It yeah. was a way. Um, Did you have that bug? Did you always have always, that bug you wanted to yeah, work in it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that was one of three things that I wanted to do. Okay. Um, and What were the other two? Well, or, or two or three. Well, when I went to college, I decided I was going to be a coach and a teacher. And the first thing they told us 
uh, my freshman year. There won't be any teaching jobs. Be- oh, great. <laughs> Perfect. So, okay. Here we got my money. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, uh, landscape architect was one of the other things. I wanted to be a groundskeeper at a major league ballpark. Then I did the math. There's only, you know, 20-some ballparks at that time. So 20-some jobs. Uh, another thing was an attorney. And, a, and so, but, but this radio thing had been in my head for since I was really a young kid. Wow. Wow. So, so anyway, uh, got impatient. Um, you know, four years college seems like forever when you're that age. So I got impatient, uh, quit, got married, enrolled at Brown Institute. And the first day there, uh, they asked us, okay, we'll want to know. They had a guaranteed placement service. Uh, they said, we'll want to know when you graduate, is there any place you won't go? And some of the guys said, yeah, I won't go. I, won't go. I said, nope, there's no place I won't go. Right. You've got a box of records. Yeah. And they've got a microphone, <laughs> you know. Uh, and so graduated and um, <laughs> it was about a week later. I'm sleeping in in my little tenement apartment up in Minneapolis. And the phone rings, and it's the placement director, Hugh Phillips from Brown. I said, boy, do I have a deal for you. KRGI, Grand Island, Nebraska. So you want to call the general manager right away. And I'd never heard of Grand Island for some reason. And I'm thinking it's, I'm thinking it's the typical startup market. It's probably two or 3,000 people. And I, hear gonna, I hear you. I hear you. It's so surprised. This will surprise a lot of people, even in the state of Nebraska. They don't realize really what the size of the market is out there. Right. Now, Grand Island, and I found out when I called, called the manager, uh, he was a character. Um, since a town of 35,000 very friendly people, you come out here, I need you right away. <laughs> and um, I said, well, uh, yes, sir. I said, it'll take me, I'll take a week or so to get packed up. And Here's what had happened. Uh, the program director out there was on vacation, and the general manager got sideways for some reason with one of the announcers and fired him. And he didn't know anything about radio. He was a pure sales guy. Right. And so he just he just knew to call Brown Institute, and they and and so Hugh called me. Phillips called oh me. Oh my God. And that's how that happened. And wow. I know I when I got out there, I know when the PD got back, the program director got back. He thought, "What in the <laughs> hell have you done to me?" Because you know, I'm I'm not kidding you guys. I learned more in two weeks at a real radio station yeah. than I learned in a year at Brown. That's I went to broadcasting school, Bailey School of Broadcast down in Phoenix is where I went. They make the and, uh, cream liqueur, I think. Oh, I do. Um, but <laughs> anyway, Irish, she drinks the, the cream Irish liqueur. cream. That's what they make. Yeah, and radio. They teach radio yeah, and they make Irish. It's cream. the same Bailey's. Yeah. absolutely same family. Absolutely. Okay. Um, but I went to Bailey's and I got an internship two weeks after I started yeah. working at one of the morning shows, and it was with Glenn Beck, and he was oh, still wow. doing Top Forty Radio at yeah, the yeah. time. One of the first things he said to me was, "Get your money back." <laughs> really we'll teach you here don't and i had yeah. zero experience in radio when i at that point and i was like ah, no because no. the whole beauty of it to me was the school was that yeah. everybody that taught at the school worked at a radio station in phoenix sure so there was a networking side of it but you're absolutely right mm-hmm. because everything i learned i mean i okay yeah, yeah I, they they, well, they filled a curriculum i had a book i had a syllabus <laughs> and so you know i got stuff right. for what i paid but yeah, I, I know what you mean. That that yeah. first couple oh, of weeks, and especially in a small market, because I ended up in Hastings. Oh yes, for a number of years, learned a lot there because talk about wearing a lot of hats. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. 
That's we're going to Grand Island. How long were you in Grand Island? Uh, Three and a half years. That's awesome. And then right to KFAB? Yes. Wow. A a wonderful old guy out in Grand Island uh, befriended me um, shortly after I got there. And he was a character. He was like my dad's generation, you know, and and he he liked radio and he was known. He built himself as uh, the number one Husker fan in the world. And he might have been. And he'd go around, he was on the speaker circuit and stuff. (laughs) Uh, And we got to be friends. We did a couple of radio features together about the Huskers. And he um, was friends with Lyle Bremser. Lyle Bremser was the legendary voice of the Huskers. Yes. And uh, so he put in a good word for me. And um, eventually I made the call and actually got through to Lyle. And uh, he said, well, uh, we don't have anything right now. (laughs) <laughs> but call Ken Hedrick. Ken was a station manager. That's a pretty good impression, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I love him. <laughs> and, and, uh, and Ken said, well, send me a, you know, at that time you'd send a tape, cassette tape and a resume, which I did. Uh, and it was, that was in probably the summer of 76. And then that November he called me and <clears throat> they had an opening. And uh, I came down and interviewed and, um, Met Walt Cavanaugh and all that. I mean, oh my God! And uh, legendary. Yeah, names. and 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 he offered me the job that day, and so I moved here and uh, my first wife and I, in uh, December mm-hmm. of '76. Okay. So Isn't let's not do that? the math. <laughs> How many years ago that was? That's you know? cool though because yeah. that was right after Huskers had risen to such prominence. Well, they were. You know what? Um. I was an enormous college football fan. Anyway. Okay. And then you move here? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Was it just like next level? Because, I mean, for people, when you grow up here, it's just, that's what it is. It's just, and, yeah. and I'm shocked when you go to other, other places, and yeah. it's not what it is. It's like, yeah. they're, well, they're like, oh, they have a college football team? They didn't even, and, and I don't think, it's, you know, everybody likes to say, well, you don't have anything else to do. No, they, they don't and understand it. They, they don't. The and, and you know what? You know what? You would need professional equipment to measure how little I care about that. What, <laughs> what, uh, what these people get, they, they, they don't yeah. get it. So that's fine. That's fine. Um, but I remember being home on uh, Thanksgiving break from college in 1971. Okay. And my brother, older brother and his family and my older sister and her family were there. We're all there Thanksgiving. Little kids running through the house screaming. And my brother and I knew this Nebraska-Oklahoma game was on that afternoon. Yeah. And so I had brought my little black and white TV home from my dorm room. And we went up to our old upstairs, our old bedroom, put that thing on and watched the game of the century. Oh, my God. Uh, and I kind of became a fan of Nebraska that day just because of the way they played and the heart and the effort and the talent. Having no idea yeah. that within a year and a half I'd be living there. So I come out here, and I'll never forget, Jill, that first football Saturday in Grand Island. Everywhere I went, you could just hear the game. Every it's every true. house, every business, every open garage, everybody had the game on. <laughs> and was it not, not televised? It was awesome. Very few of them. Radio. Is it, you're talking about. We usually about- get two a year. Exactly. Uh, Nebraska, exactly. Uh, always the Oklahoma game. 
And then usually there'd be one during the course of the year that they televised. Other than that, no, it was all radio. Everything was radio. Yeah. And it was anywhere you went. I remember as a kid, too, in Ashland as well. You go anywhere. Yeah. It doesn't matter what store you went into. Right. The game was on the radio. You could walk down the street and just hear the game. Yep. And there's only one broadcast. No. There and were, we had, uh, that's there were all, four. We only had was. Well, yeah. Had, each town right. would have one. Right. Yeah. But KFAB had its own. Uh, WOW. Uh, at the time, 590 at the time was WOW. They originated a broadcast, originated to a few stations, I think. And then KFOR and KLIN and Lincoln okay. had large networks. Okay. Yeah. Ours was always KFAB. It was just KFAB. Yeah. That was just what You just did. added on because yeah. uh, you're close to Omaha. Exactly. Sure. Yep, yep. That's what it was. And it was something. I, Even not close to Omaha. I remember turkey hunting with my dad when I was yeah. younger. KFAB, clear out in the clear out That's in all you could hear. Yep. Coming that's from the farmhouse and come yep. from the barns and come from the trucks driving down the road. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. I know. And and then they had the opportunity to get on the broadcast. How was that? I mean, it was nirvana. How many years uh, did you do that to? Um, started in 1980, and our last season with Kent and I uh, was 1995. Not a bad way to go out. <laughs> you know, no, I, I remember no. I recorded you wow. guys 90, the '83 when we lost the you know the the yes. blocked extra point, mm -hmm. what, what, not extra point, but the t going for two. Yeah. I love I, it. Yes, I heard in my in my bedroom. I had my stereo set up and I wanted to listen to it. So I had mm -hmm. a tape deck I was recording it from you. It was uh, it was pretty um, awesome. Hearing hearing your hear. voice and Kent, it's like those those. And I don't mean to make you know say my childhood. Yeah. Sure, music, no, but, I understand. But it's it's the your voice and Kent. Um, it's like you hear your, those voices, and it instantly takes you back to when you were a kid, and when yeah. when, when the Huskers uh, were so much a part of your life. They still are, but I love that. Yeah, when you're young like that, and you uh, just hear those. It's like those voices, those baseball guys. Yeah. Those um, sure. I you know, like, I grew up with the Twins broadcasters. And, yeah, uh, that's still in my head. Is that Herb still, Is that is Halsey that your baseball home. team? Oh yes. Yeah. Yes, and by the way, 16 consecutive postseason losses, all but three of them to the Yankees. Not that I'm counting. <laughs> Or bitter, so bad. <laughs> or bitter. So, right. so speaking right. of speaking of, as we speak, uh, yeah. baseball wise, did the the Yankees are still against the Astros? Is yes. that correct? And mm -hmm. the Astros is it is it as we speak? Is today the day that they play them? They play well. Game four last night got rained out. Uh, Wednesday nights they'll that's play game four today if they can. Then game five tomorrow, and then if they need another one, they'll go back to they Houston. I expect Houston it. to win the whole thing. Uh, that that is just too much. Catching. Yeah, I love. I love. It'd be and, fun and to see. I'm that. glad to see. I want to see because I was glad to see what happened with the Nationals. Yeah, that uh, was awesome. New blood. That was pretty awesome. And, and to do it in such fashion. Let me ask you this then: <laughs> what mm -hmm. um, what is the uh, what is the Minnesota Twins' ancestral home? Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's oh my Washington. Goodness. I won't make you guess. What? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. When did they move? Well, 1961, uh, the league expanded. And Washington Senators, the Griffith family, moved the Senators to Minnesota. And so they dropped Major League Baseball on me when I'm eight years old. All of us boys just went crazy. We just lost our – I mean, you can imagine. We all had a favorite player. And, I mean, so it's a lifelong thing. That's crazy. Imagine that at that age. Because we, we've just we've been going down kind of a baseball hole the yeah. last few days. Because uh, he was talking about – because he was bat boy – for the Omaha Royals. Really? Yes. That was fun. And uh, so that was those were his fun days. childhood. Those were fun days. You know, and then we get to meet all those players and yep. all that stuff. And I can't, and we have said, always had that connection with Kansas City. Sure. But to have the team actually dropped in your backyard. Oh, man. <laughs> that <laughs> was awesome. Still is. I mean, they had a great year. 101 wins. They set the major league record for home runs. 
they, they, they got they to buy some pictures in the off season. They got to buy some pictures. Oh. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, really, that's what New York does. That's yeah. what everybody else oh, does. That's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, New York. What is their What is their budget now? I don't okay. even know. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy number. What's your team? You have Royals or? Um, you know, honestly, I like Arizona. What? What? what I know where to put that. Oh yeah, you worked down there for a while. I did, and I was there when they first showed up. The Diamondbacks, yeah. And, the, and I, when they first, I was. That's where I was when they first yeah. opened up Bob the Bob Arena. Yeah, yeah. Bank One Ballpark. How about Park. you, Pat? Royals, Royals yeah. Yeah. yeah, love the Royals. Yeah, love when them. I got to see them play, they played their first series, which was against the Colorado Rockies, mm. and I got to be there for all four games nice. that they played. I think it was four games. Yeah, that's a connection. Um, and I still got the f- original, that first program. I've got four oh, of those nice. original programs, and they lost, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah, and matter. <laughs> and they had the big ballpark with the the thing that oh, you know the the roof opened up. Yeah, yeah. That whole deal was well, going you have on. To that down was downtown. There, yeah, it was it was really cool, but we and and they even had the pool. I think they had the pool up set up too, when they first opened. But that was in the nineties, eighties, yeah. in the eighties, oh, nineties, 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 in the nineties. I think it was yeah. in the nineties because I wasn't living down there when they did it. But I went back down because my cousins Randy lived Johnson down there. Down there yes, yeah. yes, yeah. and my cousins lived down there, and so they had me come back down to go cool. to those games. So that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. It was no awesome. But Love baseball. Good memory. Yeah, so, but yeah, there's something about baseball and just. Maybe it's just because baseball fans or whatever, but it seems like baseball always stirs up more nostalgia than whether it's football or hockey. You know, any other sport, it seems like baseball does that. Well, to me, Pat, Major League Baseball and college football are our two national treasures when it comes to sports. Honestly, college football, I love college. I used to love the NFL until the 90s hit or 80s, late 80s, early 90s when when they – all this, all hell broke loose. You yeah. know, it was just like you didn't know who played for what team anymore, yeah. and everything was moving around. But up in that the eighties, I was like really into. The oh national man! Football well, I mean, the, the but com- college, absolutely. Yeah, and not, not not to go down too deep of a wormhole. Yeah. But what's your take on college players getting paid? Well, oh, yeah. they, but the the issue is, uh, should they be allowed to uh, see uh, uh, proceeds from the use of their name, image, or likeness? So it's not the it's not Mill, the university giving them a check. It's them right. being able to go out and right. do. Um, market in, themselves yeah which they yeah. should um, i think they should well i i know it's coming in one form or another what, yeah. what they're trying to do now everybody's trying to figure out how to do it uh what structure will it look like i just hope that the non-scholarship players are not left out uh, right if they're you know, if, if the colleges take the, the lead that's a problem yeah because if they're if they're the ones that are controlling the flow of the money all of a sudden they've got that marketing right. tool that like they were talking about yeah. in California, they it's can do that be now. Structured. Now other schools can't do it right. because of the way their laws are. I've, I've always thought it was amusing that uh, you know because I've heard this drumbeat for years. Oh, these poor college players are exploited. The university makes money. Hey, exploit me! I get room, board, books, tuition, and fees. I get to be wear that uniform and run out of the tunnel, and people know who I am. And then I get an education if I take care of business for free. Exploit me! Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, so you know, Nick, yeah. Nick Nick Ball had a really good point on his podcast a couple weeks ago with Bo that they were talking about this basically the same mm-hmm. thing. He said, "I don't think that the, um, society and fans give football players, college football players specifically, enough credit for being smart enough to realize that he goes." And he was talking to Matt, uh, about Matt Verzal. Do you think Matt Verzal expected at the time if they could do this, if they could make right. money on their own likeness, whatever? That he would be making as much money as Tommy Frazier. He understands Tommy Frazier's Tommy Frazier. Matt Verzal's right. Matt Verzal. Yeah. Just like Nick Ball when he played for Kansas, yeah. he would expect I'm not going to make as much money as 
the star of the show, mm. you know, especially if they're able to go out and do their own endorsements or their own appearances, whatever it is. Right. So I think they don't, he, his take was that we don't give the college football players enough credit to realize who's going to make is more money than the other person. That's why if college, if the yeah. colleges take the lead, I think it wouldn't be, I think it wouldn't be right. I think the players think would have to take the lead. Up. It'd be very messed up. Yeah. <laughs> There's all kinds of ways they yeah. can do it and they, they have to be careful. And I think the conference commissioners and the NCAA, I think this is one area where they're going to back off because they know if this goes to court and antitrust yeah. action, they'll lose. Most likely. Yeah. yeah, it'll be a huge mess. And, yeah. and they'll, it'll be an entangled mess that will last for years. I don't years. know if antitrust is the right. What, yeah. Whatever the legalese would be. I bought it, Yuri. <laughs> wow, it sounded good. It's a big legal term. It sounded yeah. really good. It's all in the delivery. That's right. You just, you, yeah. yeah right? right. It. Yeah, a lot of it is, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. Especially around this place. You just act like you know yeah. what you're talking Restraint about. Restraint of trade, I think. How about that? It'll yeah. probably that be... even sounds more oh, special. Wow. wow. Uh, Your Honor. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but that's coming. There's no doubt that's coming. That's yeah. awesome. Thanks to Kugler Vision for supporting our podcast. They were the first. They yes. were the. They're great. Love Kugler Vision. Absolutely, world class leaders in their field. Uh, without a doubt, people come from far and wide to have their eyes taken care of by their team. Dr. Lance Kugler, Dr. Mike Stunts, and the entire team is phenomenal. Uh, all you got to do is get online at cooglervision.com. That's where you make your appointment for your consultation. Have the consultation. They run you through the tests and the tests, the tests are almost fun. I mean, seriously, because you're in like this spaceship environment and you're just rolling through these different tests. And at the end, they can tell you exactly what's going on with your eyes, what you can expect, what they can do for you. And here are your options and you can decide. And if you want, you may end up doing it the same day as yeah. a matter of fact. So ditching the contacts, ditching the glasses. I know we've talked about the whole paying for glasses over the course of a lifetime. New prescriptions, same way of contacts, getting stuff in your eyes when yep. you have contacts and you have to find your glasses. Cooglervision.com. Fill out that consultation. You do it yourself. It's a scheduler right there. You pick the day, you pick the time. Tell them you heard it on the Pat and JT podcast. My God. Well, see, now now we got a chance to kind of peel back the layers a little bit. That's right. You're Ugly, is Not at all. <laughs> we want to know more. So we want to know if you come back. Oh, I'd love to, yeah. Now that I know how to get here. Thank God for Google Maps. Yeah. <laughs> how about that? That's exactly what Sip said, a, too. That's going to be a segment. <laughs> of God, for, God for Google Maps. How long did it take you to find our office? Right. That'll be our segment. All right. Next time, bring Rosie That's a whole you. podcast, right? Yeah. There. Yeah, we should. You know what? Honestly, yeah, you bring Rosie. Yeah. Um, I no, because uh, you won't need let's say, look. Uh, <laughs> I go every morning. I mean, without Jim here. Uh, this morning or yeah. today, I got to figure out if I start a sentence, I'm going to have to finish it myself. <laughs> so, you know, but he, I'm that sure, I'm sure he'd love to come that's, out. That's like so you did double work that's this hilarious. morning. That's hilarious. That's because the first time I worked with Jim Rose was oh, in Lincoln. Yes, at KLIN. Right, and he was a newbie and doing an yeah. afternoon show, a little a little sports right. show that he did in the afternoons that eventually got picked up and turned into Sports Nightly. Oh yes. That was very his, talented, and guy. at that and Extremely John Bishop guy. at the time was his his uh, yep. call screener. Right, he sat out by the front door in the uh, broadcast house. Yeah, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, it's a dear friend and a yeah. very talented guy. We we give each other no ends of crap, as you can imagine. I you love guys it. have been on the air together. <laughs> <a long time. laughs> you got to. You can't. Mm -hmm. You can't go anywhere else. Otherwise, it's just yeah. no way. Right. And I, you know, <laughs> and so many years with Kent Pavelka too. And yes. we're, still, we're still close. In fact, that you you mentioned John Bishop. John tweeted this out the other day when they announced the game in Ireland. Yes. In 2021, and John said if it's uh, if it's at one o'clock in the afternoon, back here, when they play the game, he said I'm gonna he said I'm gonna hire 
Gary and Kent to do to, to watch the game and do play by play while I play Nerf football in the backyard that's awesome. because that's the way football is supposed that to be. Is, that that's is the way awesome. to do it. Wouldn't that be cool? It. Yeah, yeah. that'd be very cool. I think that would be perfect. Yeah. Well, you guys should do that. You should do like, my God, wouldn't that be funny? Have the have the screen up there. That would turn be awesome. down the sound, yeah. right? And you guys call the game. Yeah, that that'd would be, be fun. I said I'm in. I'll do it. What the heck. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. I tried to get Kent to be able to come in, but he won't. He's like, is they he won't even let me. still too big for us? Well, he said they won't even let him drive by another studio. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, I'll tell you what, this is a, this is a, this is an unusual deal. Yeah. Uh, the way that, that, that whole thing is structured. Yeah, I mean, I'm just do happy it. Kent's doing basketball. I think he's just, he's, he's the voice of, of that program. He's great at basketball. He loves it. Yeah. Did his thousandth broadcast last season, which was awesome. Yeah. He's, he's and I think a incredible. lot of people feel the same way. They're yeah. glad he's bangerang. Yeah, right. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He got a banger. He got a bangerang tattoo. Did he really? Yeah, I got the tat. I said, "What? What are you? Hundred on years his, old? What are you doing?" On his small Where's of his back down there. Did you get, like, no, I wouldn't have seen <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wouldn't surprise uh, me. No, I think it's on his it. on his wrist. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, good for him. That's where all the little teenage girls get there. Oh, I'm kidding. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it is a little doves, little turtles. <laughs> yeah, right. Little uh, hearts right. in a circle or something yeah. like that. That's oh all. Well, you guys, this is really fun. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for coming in, and we will have you come back. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll just. We'll just I'd be happy to. Further. I love it. I Lots more great. stories. A- yeah. Absolutely. Super. Thank you. Think about writing a book. I got to wait really? for several people to die, but not really. I am. You know, I'll just start chatting with people about this happening. That man, you got to write a book. Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe you already have. It's in here. It's there. You need yeah. to do that. I got to wait for people to die. Yeah. I get it, though. I get it. <laughs> It'll avoid some legal tangles. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Warts and all. No, sorry. He's still alive. You know? <laughs> Actually, that's the name of the book. Warts and all. Oh, man. There you go. All, all right. right. Thanks, There's Gary. a good title in there. Thank you, guys. Thank Thanks, you. Pat and JT Podcast. A Parkville Media Production.